Good evening. Today is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019. Our readings for tonight are Psalms 47 and 48, Ezra 5, 1 through 17, Revelation 4, 1 through 11, and Matthew 13, 1 through 9. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Seek her who made the Pleiades and Orion and turns deep darkness into the morning and darkens the day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out upon the surface of the earth. God is her name. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through, through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lady, make haste to help us. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Mother in Heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the Vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Mother, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For God the Most High is awesome, a great ruler over all the earth. God subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. God chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our ruler, sing praises. For God is the ruler of all the earth, sing praises with a psalm. God rules over the nations, God sits on her holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. God is highly exalted. Psalm 48. Great is the lady and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. Her holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within its citadels, God has shown herself a sure defense. Then... The earthly rulers assembled. They came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. 
They were in panic. They took to flight. Trembling took hold of them there. Pains as of a woman in labor, as when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen, in the city of the Lady of Hosts, in the city of our God, which God establishes forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go all around it. Count its towers. Consider well its ramparts. Go through its citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. She will be our guide forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ezra, chapter 5, verses 1 through 17. Now the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, son of Iddo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, son of Sheathel, and Jeshua, son of Josedek, set out to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God, helping them. At the same time, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Banzai and their associates came to them and said to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? They also asked them this, What are the names of the men who are building this building? But the eye of their God was upon the elder of the Jews, and they did not stop them until a report reached Darius, and then answer was returned by letter in reply to it. The copy of the letter that Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bozanai and his associates, the envoys, who were in the province beyond the river, sent to King Darius. They sent him a report in which was written as follows, To Darius the king, all peace. May it be known to the king that we went to the province of Judah, to the house of the great God. It is being built of hewn stone, and timber is laid in the walls. This work is being done diligently and prospers in their hands. When we spoke to those elders and asked them, who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this structure? We also asked them their names for your information so that we might write down the names of the men at their head. This was their reply to us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the house that was built many years ago which a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our ancestors had angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the, she gave them into the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and carried away the people to Babylonia. However, King Cyrus of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, made a decree that this house of God should be rebuilt. Moreover, the gold and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem and had brought into the temple of Babylon, these King Cyrus took out of the temple of Babylon, and they were delivered to a man named Sheshbazar, whom he had made governor. 
He said to him, Take these vessels, go and put them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its site. Then the Sheshbarars came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem, and from that time until now it has been under construction, and it is not yet finished. And now, if it seems good to the king, have a search made in the royal archives there in Babylon to see whether a decree was issued by King Cyrus for the rebuilding of this house of God in Jerusalem. Let the king send us his pleasure in this matter. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. My soul proclaims the greatness of God. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on me. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is her name. She has mercy on those who fear her in every generation. She has shown the strength of her arm. She has scattered the proud in their conceit. She has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. She has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich she has sent away empty. She has come to the help of her servant Israel, for she has remembered her promise of mercy, the promise she made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. Excuse me. Not Ephesians, Revelation 4, 1 through 11. After this I looked, and there in heaven a door stood open, and the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there in heaven stood a throne, with one seated on the throne, and then the one, and the one seated there looks like Jasper and Carnelian, and around the throne is a rainbow that looks like an emerald. Around the throne are 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones are 24 elders, dressed in white robes with golden crowns on their heads. Coming from the throne are flashes of lightning, and rumblings and peals of thunder, and in front of the throne burn seven flaming torches, which are the seven spirits of God, and in front of the throne there is something like a sea of glass, like crystal. Around the throne and on each side of the throne are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with a face like a human face, and the fourth living creature like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and inside. Day and night without ceasing they sing, Holy, 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 
the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And wherever and whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall before the one who is seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, Our Lady and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. God, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our gracious Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Then the disciples came and asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, Lord Christ. Forgive me, I did read on a couple of verses longer than I should have. I should have stopped right after let anyone with ears listen. So, got a little overexcited, I guess. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Mother Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, her only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. 
He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the mother. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Mother in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Will you suffragists at be? that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O God, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O God that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John and all your saints, entrusting one another in all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works. Give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night and any dark place through which we pass. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank you for the blessings of the day that is past and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours. Through him who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Blessed Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. I think I would like to pray prayers of intercession and healing. Tonight we'll pray them from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. We will start with the prayer for mission, which is also a prayer for healing, and one of my personal favorites. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. 
Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another your abounding grace may increase among us. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. God, we lift up now in our hearts the names of all of those on our prayer lists lists that grow ever longer and we pray prayers of praise as well we pray prayers of praise and thanksgiving for all of those made whole for andrew for jacob for jack for all of your children who are growing and healing and moving forward deeply rooted in your faith and love we pray for those not yet awake, God, that you may waken them gently and that we may be friend to them as they go through the painful process. God, we know that we are imperfect, so help us to see where we need your blessed healing and focus and where we should enter into cooperation with you. We know that you are gracious and that you give us only a little at a time, that we are not expected to fix everything or become perfect ourselves overnight, that you transform us piece by piece, glory by glory, into the beautiful creation of which we cannot even conceive. And we know that individually we are amazing and together we are as well, that you have made us to be in community with each other. Lord, we know that you have placed us where we are. Help us to know when to stay, when to go, when to fight, and when to acquiesce. And most of all, we thank you for your boundless faith and love, the blessings that you just pour over onto us. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hands to spread that we may in turn bless those around us. Help us, Lord. To discern your will, to accept it, and to act it out in our lives. To act upon it in our lives might be the better way of saying that. Help us to cooperate first and foremost with you. And to unwaveringly keep our focus on you. Help us to be gracious but also firm. Help us to remember that we fight not with flesh and blood, with but with powers and principalities and grant us your supernatural power 
to tear down those unholy and sick powers and principalities that reign in this world. In every place that we remove evil, let your love come in and fill the space. That piece by piece and moment by moment, love and faith shall prevail. All this I ask by the holy and undivided Trinity, the one who created all things, the word made flesh, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now is the time when I usually uh, share my thoughts on our reading, so I will do that. I will, I will admit that upon first glance, um, and maybe it's just because I'm super tired, a message did not spring forth from the page for me. Um, anything that was like extremely resonant, but I have noticed that when I get started talking with you, my lovely listeners, that things, things come out. Maybe that's part of the whole Jake is a verbal processor thing. Maybe this is the particular way in this moment that the Holy Spirit speaks to and through me. So Holy Spirit, come, let us hear. And let me get out of the way enough that you can speak. So something that did stand out a bit to me from Psalm 47 was was verse 4, that God chose our heritage for us. And I think that I am going to... uh, to look at this in both contexts. So the rest of the verse is the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. So this is talking about the Hebrew people and the heritage that God has given them. I think that we here in this place, in this time, are still descendants, are still chosen of God. And I think that we need to turn away from the earthly heritage that we have been given, which quite frankly is, is, is lesser. You know, what we hand down from generation to generation at its best, at its absolute best, is a heart to follow God, that exemplified. And I'll, I'll circle back to that in a little bit too, but the things that we think of, the things that I think of it that we need to turn away from in, in earthly heritage are not just like the, um, the focus on material bequeathed, you know, land and money and that sort of thing, but I'm thinking um, heritage like Uh, we were talking about the powers and the principalities a little bit ago in prayer, right? 
And I think that there is an evil heritage that gets passed down. I think that it is unhealthy systems, and I think we do it everywhere. We do it in our families, we do it in our churches, we do it in our workplaces. Um, we pass down these ways of interacting with each other that need broken and they need to stop. And so I recommend that we tear it all down and that we build again in, in and with the vision of God that the systems that are in place we open our eyes and see that they are not working, that they are not valuing all people and creating a space in which all people's gifts can flourish and can interact together. The heritage that God has for us is to be our most empowered thriving, authentic selves. And the system that God would have us in place provides a framework for those selves to interact with each other in a way that is healthy and fulfilling and magnifying and glorifying to all of us. And all of the systems that exist in the world today, they don't do that. They put some down to lift each others up. Um, some have voices and others don't. I mean, I could go on and on. But let's fix our sight. Let's fix our words. Let's fix our prayers on opening our minds and hearts to the vision that God has for us of the heritage that God intended for us. And then with all the power that God has bestowed upon us, doing the work ourselves and in our cultures to move into that vision. Can you think how amazing it would be if we were all acting with what God had intended for us to have bequeathed from the very beginning of creation? Like all of the amazing beauty that has come down across the eons to us that we, each unique individual, sits in this place at this time. It's, it's so beautiful I could cry. And, and we need to break free of the, of the layers of gunk that we've imposed upon it. Let us crack out of these shells. Let us break the molds. Let us destroy the current systems so that God's heritage can flourish, so that each of us, both a unique creation and also an integral part of, of a holistic creation, may flourish. Amen. I guess I had a little more to say about the Psalms than I thought, or <laughs> maybe that one verse just really inspired me. Um, our Old Testament reading from Ezra. What was interesting to me about this one is, like, as we read on, we find, or we are reminded, that rebuilding the house of God was something that had been, been begun under one king, and now there's another king, and he's, he's questioning 
I think we see that all the time in our in our government that a project or a or a funding source is begun under one and then the next comes in and we have to rehash all over again whether this is a just cause um, or policy or expenditure and I, I don't I don't think we do that very efficiently and I don't think it's just that power is so in flux within our nation that it is difficult to see things through. I think I think that's part of it. But I think also it's because we as a nation have forgotten our why. why we do the things that we do, why we set up in the first place. You know, we get so so caught up in partisanship and comparison and perpetuating the social order, even the really unhealthy parts that we've been talking about so far already that we really, truly I think not just have lost sight of something because I'm not all about going back to what was before. I I don't think that I don't think there's any point in the history of our country that we should go back to and start over from. I think we need to look to something new. And I know this sounds like really out there, and I apologize for that, but but this passage about rebuilding the house of God under the reign of one king and then another just really did speak to me about, I think, the work that Christians are called to in community and in the midst of government and social structure, right? We're, we're doing one thing and it's, it's that in but not of. And let us stay fast with our purpose, um, even, as, even as there's so much churn about us. I think, I think we're called to be prophets, like the reading says, and harbingers of the future, of God's future for us. I think we've got to be really tuned in because a lot of what's around us is really tuned out. And we better get to building. I think that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Uh, Revelation. So we've been talking, or I've been talking, (laughs) maybe you've been talking too. I I do think that we come together in this space, and and even though only my voice is heard on the recording, I think your voices are here too. I do, I believe that. But 
a common theme and perhaps I've placed it there, perhaps it has come naturally, either way, a common theme through this evening's prayer has been the envisioning of of a godly future, a future that, that the Creator, our Creator, would have for us. And so the verse here, it's verse, the second part of verse 1, I will show you what must take place after this. That, that is a steady prayer of mine now and it nearly every time in my life is just show me God, show me the one next step. Show me what takes place after this. Show me so that I may move forward to it. And it's I am at a point in my life where I'm on the cusp. And I think we do that a lot. You know, we travel from spiritually from one thing to the next and, and we're on There are times when we are still and we rest, but a lot of times we're either moving from one thing or to the next thing. We're in transition, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and it can be quite unclear what we're transitioning to, but I think the more transitions we make, the, the more those roots of ours that are, and we'll, we'll talk about roots in our um, gospel reading a little bit too, but the theme of this season is intentionally being rooted in faith and love for me. And each time we pass through a transition and we see God's care and blessing and steadfastness, those roots get a little deeper. It gets a little easier to not be swayed in the strong winds of, of what happens to us or what happens around us, right? Um, And I think that we can be and both here. We can be, or both and, we can be both like the gerund for moving transforming and also firmly rooted in faith and love. I think in in God's dynamics, those things can exist at the same time. We can be both in motion and rooted. And I um, I pray that we steadfastly continue cooperatively in transformation with God. And I pray that God shows us just enough to let us know that we're we're on the right track. Or to revector a little bit. Show us what happens next. Give us the vision so that we can fix our eyes on the horizon and tack toward it. And if not, let us with steadfast faith and love continue on in the knowledge that you are always near to us, O God.
You are our companion, not just in this night, not just in this valley, but everywhere and anywhere. For you are the creator, God. You created all things. In the world in which we live, in the ways in which we interact, you created all of this potential. Let us tap into it. We know that we are made for so much more. Help us to become what you made us to be, God. So speaking of roots and rooted things, <laughs> our parable today is one that we're probably familiar with. I like the way it starts out that same day. Like Jesus' days are so packed. Jesus' time is so packed. I, I think time and seasons being not for God what they are for us and, and marked differently, I still think it's wonderful that that God can fit so many things into a day or a season, that there is always more to be uncovered, more miracles to be worked, more, more knowledge to be given. I'm going to focus here with the parable of the sower, and you might have guessed this. on the seeds that fell on the rocky ground and had no depth of soil, so they sprung up quickly, but then were scorched and faded away. I think those roots that we've been talking about, they grow slowly, they grow over time, they grow with each interaction. And we have to be patient with ourselves because it's not like a switch this spiritual, spiritual heritage that we have from God, it is so much more than a habit, but it is like a habit in that it is something that takes practice over and over and over. And when, when we can be kind and compassionate with ourselves, that a lot of times it's not all at once. I mean, there are so many layers of transformation, right? But this living into the people that we're becoming, that God made us to be, it is a process. And we are imperfect, but if we will create the space, fertile soil, for those godly experiences for the receiving of interaction and relationship and transformation with God to take root, then they will grow deep and it, it might not be as quick, but it will become foundational to all of the rest of our spiritual journey.
May we have knowledge and compassion and grace to till the soil, to lean into the experience. and to harvest with your help all the blessings that you have for us, O oh God. Amen. Well, those are the thoughts that I have on the readings. Let us then, let's pray some prayers for healing. And Holy Spirit, I just feel like I am missing something here. I feel like I have been talking all around and through this, and yet there is something that is right in front of me that I am missing. So please show me this elusive knowledge, O oh God. Amen. So we're on pages 64 through 70 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to those for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Mother. Grant us, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, grant us good sleep and rest tonight. Send our spiritual guardians to stand watch over us and be with us. Be our companion through our rest and in our dreams. May we come to know more of you and ourselves. Amen.
God, your loving kindness never fails and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving us relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in us that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, we may rejoice in your goodness and so order our lives always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. O blessed God, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given... You know what? I'm going to read that favorite one just one more time. Keep watch, dear God, dear God with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.